Well, hey, everybody. I'm Dorinda Trick. This is our next episode of Nurtured to Love. Why you'll never know your true identity until you get to know your own spirit. Welcome back, and I am beginning again. Uh, This is our second episode for 2023. Ready to um, share more of what God's given me with you. So today our episode is entitled, Sail Fast. Let's go before the Lord and dedicate this podcast to Him. Father, I thank you that you are so full of life. You are life. You are truth. You are love and all wisdom. I thank you that when you um, share with us and reveal to us Uh, your nature, your ways, your love, your wisdom. You do it in such a generous manner, in such an extravagant way. Today, I'm just sensing that more than ever, that you're just sort of gushing, Lord. You're just in a gushing mood, Holy Spirit, and I love it. I love that you're gushing and ready to do some gushing out through me today. I appreciate that, and I just thank you, God, for how you're going to take this content today, Sail Fast, and use it to bring redeeming life to those who hear it. In Jesus' name. So I'm going into a book that I wrote back, gosh, seven years ago this year, and the name of the book is Witness to the Truth. Uh, It's available on Amazon. And we're going to begin today with the introduction and and a poem that I discovered, uh, sort of rediscovered, again about seven years ago when I was writing this book. So listen with your spirit to this poem. Uh, The author was a gentleman by the name of Sidney Lanier from Baltimore, and the year he penned it was 1878. Listen with your spirit to the poem entitled, A Song of the Future. Sail fast, sail fast, ark of my hopes, ark of my dreams. Sweep lordly o'er the drowned past. Fly glittering through the sun's strange beams. Sail fast, sail fast. Breaths of new buds from off some drying lea with news about the future sent the sea. My brain is beating like the heart of haste. I'll loose me a bird upon this present waste. Go, trembling song, and stay not long, oh, stay not long. Thou art only a gray and sober dove, but thine eye is faith, and thy wing is love. Many years ago, I found this poem written inside a birthday card from my parents. Uh, The year was 1988, a time of transition and new hope in my life. I had just finished graduate school. I was beginning my career as a professional counselor. I must have carried some faith and love in my heart because I had made some tough choices and I was relaunching my life. This poem that I just read to you was deep, too deep for me at that time. I read it, I liked it, but I didn't think too much about it until I discovered it a couple of years back, as I mentioned, as I was preparing to write this book. 
I tucked it away, you know, the way we do, right, without remembering that I had done that. And I am absolutely convinced that my spirit did that. My soul had no clue. I mean, you know, why would I hold on to a 138-year-old poem, especially to these particular words? You know, I really believe that it was for a time that awaited me when the words by Sidney Lanier from 1878 even, right, would have special meaning to me. And I believe that time is now for not just me, but for you as well. In the poem, uh, Lanier speaks of an ark. And so I'd like to share with you an insight the Lord gave me about arks. An ark is a vessel, right? It's a carrier. And I believe that the ark of our hopes and dreams is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He carries our hopes and our dreams. He carries them in his heart because they're his hopes and dreams too. You know, traditional religion encourages us to become his vessels, which is an important part of being in relationship with him. However, we cannot fully become his vessels, God's vessels, until we understand our position in him. We must understand his nature and allow our spirit to unite with his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. He becomes our vessel first, and then he makes us his vessels for his glory. He makes our human spirit to walk with him in deep unity. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. The poem I just read you, uh, entitled Song of the Future, is one I believe that many are ready to sing over their lives. When I rediscovered it, this poem, my spirit leapt for joy. I felt it described my personal deliverance. My deepest hopes had never died. God had protected the longings of my heart and my spirit for such a time as this. In His perfect timing, the Lord swept up from the depths of me, my spirit, the reality of who I am and who He made me to be. And that reality is my birthright in God. In opening the gift, my first book on the subject of the human spirit, birthright is defined as who you are and who God made you to be. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, birthright is a right, privilege, or possession to which a person is entitled by birth. Now I am ready to embrace God's life within me. It is a deep calling unto the deep, just as the scripture says in Psalm 42, 7, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. It's more than exciting to experience God's power. It resurrects our hopes and dreams. You know, we watch, I, sh I certainly have, I watch in stunned silence as the Lord sweeps lordly or my drowned past. That's in the, in the uh, poem I, I just read you. He sweeps lordly or our drowned past, and he will enable us to drown our past. He calls us to fly with him glittering through the sun's strange beams. You know, it is a heady experience, a strange one, a marvelous journey of discovery. And that 
that journey leads us back to who we are in Him, to our original identity. Nurturing the Spirit, nurturing your spirit, is a prerequisite for this journey. And I know this is true because God revealed it to me many years ago when I heard Him say, I am is commissioning you to help the people know and become who they are again. As we journey back to discover who we are in God, the process can feel strange, more than a little strange. And Jesus himself can look a little or a lot strange to us. And that is because, in part, because his very being is a reflection of God's divine order, which is spirit, soul, and body. As he walked on earth, he walked according to the spirit. This was the way he met people, first, spirit first. And we are made to do the same, folks. The Word of God makes it clear in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. But who can walk this way, you know, the way that Jesus did? We certainly cannot if our soul is bigger than our spirit. We will not be able to enter in, much less bear the weight of our call in the Lord, our true purpose in life, if our spirit is not out ahead of our soul or or bigger than our soul. We really don't have a choice in that. Because the Lord is not going to deal with your soul on the level of your call or your divine purpose in life. When I wrote this, it was 2016. We are now in 2023. It has been almost seven years. And what I wrote seven years ago uh, is so true today. I wrote here, and I read it here to you, our world is getting darker by the hour. We must develop strength in our spirits to witness to the truth in every area of our lives. You know, we need help to learn to live by the Spirit first, as Jesus did. We need help to do that. Most of us have received little in the way of spiritual nurturing. You know, we may have started attending church nine months before we were born, but our spirit still got ignored and neglected, many of us, not everyone, but many. It's important to recognize and accept the fact that most of our culture, both inside and outside the church, is focused on our soul and body, and usually not in that order. God's best plan is for spiritual nurturing to come at the front end of our lives, well before the culture can interfere with heaven's deposit of truth. It should begin our spiritual nurturing, in the womb with our parents calling our spirits to attention to hear the Word of God. Think of it. (laughs) Before our birth, we would be learning to witness to the truth. A great uh, book of its uh, beautiful resource in that uh, area about blessing your baby's spirit in the womb is a book entitled Pure Joy by Arthur Burke and Crystal Wade. Uh, See if you can't find that. Check that out, especially if you're thinking about having a kid or you just had a kid or maybe you're a grandparent and you're anticipating that your children are about to start having families of their own and you feel so um, 
impressed by God uh, to do what you can to help these children identify with God's values. That comes from a large spirit, because the spirit is the part of us that God made to witness to the truth. Yep. So for God to release this gift, revelation and understanding of spiritual nurturing and its power to position us to partner with him at this time is a tremendous demonstration of his love and his mercy for us. We dare not underestimate this gift. Through instruction and blessing to our spirits, God is making up the difference, folks, so we can enter into our true purpose in life and experience fulfillment in him. Would you believe that he has even made our spirit to learn quickly? That once we choose to be fiercely committed to getting our identity and legitimacy restored, is true. The learning curve for the spirit is shorter than the learning curve for the soul. Yep, there's going to be some work for us to do to position our spirits to take their rightful place in exercising dominion over our souls. But God is passionate to help us get what we need to become partners with Him now. Jesus will begin looking a lot less strange to you once you begin to nurture your spirit. I should stop right now. And oftentimes when I feel, you know, nudged to say something extra, I'll read it in here in just a minute or two, but I don't know. I'm just going to stop and say this now. That phrase, nurturing your spirit, may seem very puzzling to you. I want to identify what that is. I want to clarify what that is for you. Make that very clear. Put boots to the ground for you about it. Nurturing your spirit really means two things, essentially, and that is blessing your spirit very intentionally, speaking to your own spirit or the spirits of loved ones, those that, you know, trust you and believe in God and will receive the Word of God, and simply saying to them or to yourself, listen with your spirit. In my case, it would be, Dorinda, I call your spirit to attention to hear the Word of God for you. Trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, Dorinda, and He will direct your path. If I'm speaking to somebody else, then I might say it another way. You can say it uh, differently. You don't have to say call to attention. That's a phrase, and sometimes that's a little bit unsettling for people. So another way to bless someone's spirit is to simply say, hey, listen with your spirit, and then share God's word with them. So we nurture a, the person's spirit, a spirit, a person's spirit by blessing their spirits, calling them by name, calling their spirit forth by saying to them, listen with your spirit, and then sharing the word of God with them that way, blessing them. But we also nurture uh, someone's spirit or ourselves by receiving instruction about how we are made in that part of us. That uh, is an opportunity now for me to mention a book I wrote uh, back in 2015, and it's called Opening the Gift. And in that uh, book, I share my own story about coming into this understanding of the human spirit and the importance of nurturing it and why it's so important to the Lord. And then um, there's a, a questionnaire in the book that helps you to pull out what your spiritual identity is, because in the passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 12, verses 6 through 8, there are seven 
identities or redemptive gifts named there. And these are the gifts that Father God gives us, and they are our identity, our identity gifts. There are other gifts in Scripture, uh, and I'm not going to go into those here today, but these gifts, again, speak to your foundational nature in the Lord, your hardwiring, your bent. And so, hey, you might want to think about getting opening the gift, uh, checking out, uh, you know, my story as well as this questionnaire, taking it, and then uh, recognizing how you've been put together in that deepest part of you, your spirit, by Almighty God, because He has deposited His redeeming life in your spirit, and likely you've been following some of that already in your life, but. For most of us, when we get this uh, revelation and we come into contact with a deeper understanding of how we've been made, it really uh, goes a long way toward helping us answer questions we've had all our lives about ourselves as we have searched for our own true identities and uh, really can do, uh, again, uh, a lot of good for you in helping you to make sense out of your life. Um, I didn't come into this until I was 47 years old, and even though I had been a counselor and, uh, you know, had, had learned many things and had been in counseling myself at times, um, I didn't understand who I was in my spirit, and that has turned out to be a real game changer. Um, so you may want to check out opening the gift. Spiritual nurturing refers to blessing your spirit with the Word of God and truth, there are other sources of truth outside the Word of God, but, also, but primarily the Word of God and receiving instruction about how you've been made, what the power of God is in your spirit and what you were made to do. Our spirits were made to witness to the truth and to be big lights reflecting the Lord, each one of us, a uniquely rich source of God's wisdom and glory. Listen with your spirit to this word of hope and joy for you as recorded in Romans 5 2. Through him also we have our access by faith into this grace in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. God wants us to experience his power, his glory. We come into deep knowledge and understanding of what this means to us personally based on our knowledge and understanding of Jesus. He is our access point. We must have faith to come into this state. Faith is the only way in. Once in, we stand firm in God's grace and safe in His favor. Through blessing and instruction, there we go, I knew I'd bring it up. Through blessing and instruction to our spirits, to your spirit, we develop spiritual dominion to partner with the Lord to do His will on earth. Spiritual dominion simply means partnering with God to do His will. But part of what's happened, I think, in Christian culture is we've been trying to partner with God with our souls. And our souls primarily witness to our feelings and circumstances. We. We have beautiful souls. God made our souls and He loves our souls. But our souls don't have the ability to carry the weight of our call. And so that is another powerful reason for you to press in with me as I record 
these uh, lessons for you and help you to move into a greater understanding and receiving of your true identity and legitimacy in God so you can go do what he has made you to do in partnership with him. Imagine a literal state, if you will. For me, you know, it's Alabama, that's my home state, or Indiana, it's my husband's home state, which is like home to me now. Both are places where we spend time, where family lives. Driving along I-65 north and south from Alabama to Indiana and back, I've observed many wide open spacious places. Hundreds of acres of farmland in Indiana, pine forests in Alabama, the wide open spaces reflect our God and His kingdom, which is ever expanding. You know, your spirit gets this. This is the kind of life God has for us through His Son. Jesus introduces us by our faith into experiencing and enjoying God's glory or power on earth. And as we become more aware of and able to recognize who we are and who we've been made to be, our identity, our redemptive gift, our birthright in God, they are one and the same. Our response should be nothing less than joy and excitement. The process of knowing and becoming who we are again can feel strange at first, as I mentioned earlier, especially to our souls, but the truth of the matter is this, and this is how I'll end today. You're never going to experience true fulfillment until you nurture and heal your spirit to bear witness to the truth, to reflect the redeeming life of God. Hey, I'm Dorinda Trick, and you've just heard today's episode of Nurtured to Love, Why You'll Never Know Your True Identity Until You Get to Know Your Own Spirit. Today's episode's title was Sail Fast. You know, the Lord wants to show us that His grace is so magnificent, and when we connect with Him in the Spirit, Spirit to Spirit, his grace has a speedy quality to it because He has made us to learn quickly in that deepest part of us that carries a portion of His light. Join me next time as I continue to share with you from this book I wrote called Witness to the Truth. Um, have a great week. Take care now. Bye-bye.